Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to our first ever episode of the Players Podcast Australia. My name is Jeremy. I'm going to be your host alongside the guy that we're interviewing today. We're going to get to know my co-host, Michael Gain. He is a pitcher for the Adelaide Giants in the Australian Baseball League. Now, if you're not familiar with what that is, Google it, find out now. It's our Australian Professional Baseball League. So it's pretty cool that we're going to be able to talk to a bunch of players and people involved in that and try and shine a light on them and raise the profile of these guys and hopefully tell some pretty funny and awesome stories along the way. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're following our stuff. Download them if you have to. And sit back, relax and enjoy. And here we go. Welcome to the Players Podcast Australia. All right, welcome. This is the Players Podcast. My name is Jeremy Sexton. I will be your host. And this is a podcast aimed at just basically talking to uh, ABL players. If you don't know what that is, you're not in the know. The Australian Baseball League, it's the Australian version of the big leagues. And my co-host, my friend, my long-time uh, what are we? Clubmates, I guess. Is that what Team, we are? team, teammates. Teammates, teammates. Teammates. My teammate. He, you've you've heard him already. It's 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 Michael Gain. What what are you? A, a starting pitcher, pitcher for the Adelaide Giants. Yep, that's it. Uh, first season started, um, and then last year, a couple of spot starts uh, at the start of the season, and then into the bullpen. I went. There he is. That's Michael Gain. You're. Uh, we're both. I guess we're both. We're both Lismore boys. We can't. Really, yeah. that, can we? No, we can't escape that. It's, we're both. It's, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lismore's got a huge uh, baseball pedigree as far as nationally and internationally, probably more so nationally. Yeah. Um, but and especially our club, we're actually we're we're from Maris Brothers Baseball Club, which is pretty cool for those of you listening that do or don't know. Um, yeah, huge pedigree there as far mm. as yeah professional players and. Also, too, in your family, Mick, isn't that right? Yeah. Matt. Yeah. yeah. So. Matt, Matt Gain, your uncle. Um, yeah. Former, former pro baller. And um, I guess the whole thing with our club is, like, it's funny, hey? Like, our club, like, you know, you're, you're a professional baseball player now. Matt was a professional baseball player. Yeah, your dad, you know, numerous representative, your, your grandfather, um, and then also like with our club, all the guys around our club that are all around the same era as your family, it's kind of still like a family vibe, isn't it? You know, like you've got Matt Buckley, you've got Dave, you've got Terry, you've got Mick Youngry, you've got all those guys, all the Egan boys. It's, it's very, um, it's funny just seeing so many guys come from that era, but you know, and we're like, oh, well, you know, we've got a pedigree there with, with your family, but it's kind of funny because like, there's um, multiple, multiple yeah, families. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, so that's a bit about them. Um, I uh, just the guy that plays with baseball, really, for those of you listening. No one cares. I'm just the guy that here to talk. Uh, we're really here to talk to Mick uh, today. This is our first, our first ever podcast, so this is cool. Um, first we're ever. Gonna be sort of, yeah, we're going to be sort of working it out as we go, I think, which will be fun. Yeah, there'll probably be a f- few blunders, so, you know. <laughs> A few blunders as we as yeah. we go. We're probably going to yeah. listen back. If this even ever makes air, 
this very first one, uh, it'll probably be when we're really famous at this because no doubt, no doubt anyone's going to actually, we're not going to approve this first one. No, <laughs> we're gonna and I hate the sound of my voice on the best, the best of days. So yeah. Well, it's not you just know. you. We're all like that. We all actually dislike the sound of your voice. So, yeah. So, there you go. That's cool. So what, uh, <laughs> so, so, what have you been doing? What's been going on today? You guys are gearing up. Obviously, the Giants have sort of had a big season last year. You, you're gearing up for another big year now. I mean, into this COVID year, just off the bat. Like, what what's the day-to-day like at the moment? Um, well now it's not too bad, but, um, initially in the, in the thick of it, in like the middle of the off season, um, obviously with COVID restrictions, um, you know, we couldn't really do much. Um, and there's not really, there wasn't really a whole heap of giants guys in town either. Um, a few had gone to the States for the pro ball and sure enough that had gotten canceled. So. Um, and then obviously all the American guys returned home too. So it was a pretty, um, pretty lonely and um, I guess like dull off season. Um, you know, obviously now um, is, you know, we're pretty lucky here in Adelaide. Uh, we don't really have too many restrictions. So it's kind of all guns are blazing at the moment, but. Yeah. There's so many questions I want to ask you already. Like I know myself with our, but we'll hit on the COVID thing and get it out of the way because I, I just don't want to talk too much about COVID. No, I think we're going to have to talk. Yeah, we're all over it, dude. Um, I think we're going to eventually have to talk about, um, you know, things like players and, and, and imports and stuff like that. But just in general, like coming back to what I was talking about, like our club ball season here through winter, uh, in Lismore we play through winter, as you're aware, but the listeners might not be, we... Uh, we were sort of in the thick of it, shortened season, obviously, because there was the shutdown. Uh, and then when it came back, like we had some, you wouldn't say, you can't say harsh in this environment given COVID, but like things like, you know, pitches even going to their mouth, getting dumped, dudes spitting, which now you look back on it, it's a baseball tradition, a pseudo tradition, I guess, of people uh, spitting and all that kind of thing. But, but you know, in the game of baseball, it is a, it, it's you know you see guys, it's just it's just always been a thing spitting right yeah dude dude spitting getting dumped like no warning and and look fair enough this is a we're in the middle of a pandemic and we didn't know we still don't know what's going on with it all but what's my question is basically as you guys I'm sure you're starting to play a bit of club ball down there are there sort of tough restrictions in those things like going to your mouth, um, obviously spitting and all that kind of stuff? What's the, what's the vibe like down there at the moment? Um, Honestly, like club ball is pretty normal. Like I haven't had to deal with anything like that. Um, You know, there's obviously the, when you enter like premises, um, obviously only a certain amount of people um, are allowed in that space. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been like normal, regular baseball for the most part, which has been nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's very lucky because we, we, we would have like, I mean, we're in a, a country area where, where we are, as you don't know, um, rural country baseball, uh, up near the border of New South Wales and Queensland. Um, and we'd have, you know, just people like, 
I saw a guy, he, you know, plays baseball and he's probably in his late 40s, just get dumped for strat, just, just, just an older bloke, just went to go, he doesn't pitch all the time. He was on the mound and just out of habit, just went to go to his mouth and they dumped him. And I mean, admittedly, the association did tell us, warned us all this was the thing, but the guy was like, I've never been ejected from a game in my life. And he just got dumped straight off the bat for it. And he was like, what the heck? But hey. This, this is it. This is this is where we are right now. Hey? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens if there is any restrictions, ABL wise. Um, yeah, that was yeah. going to be my thing. That was going to be my next like follow up question for that because I was, I was I'm wondering how that'll look. But I'm not sure because like obviously we're pretty like Australia in terms of the rest of the world is in pretty good shape. I would say. Um, and so, obviously, the imports that do come into Australia to play in the ABL, um, they're obviously quarantining for 14 days. So, um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there is, if it's high risk or not. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you, you've we've touched on it already you said it there so we may as well go straight into it the imports i mean off the bat got to get it out of out of my out of my system um you're aware all of our friends are aware um i am obviously a huge manny ramirez fan big red Sox fan right here uh who's your favorite big league club mick boston <laughs> what are the odds of that yeah fancy uh, that. <laughs> yeah but so for me um, off-season developments for the Sydney Blue Sox. They've signed Manny Ramirez. Um, huge. Named my dog after this guy. So yeah, he did. that's a thing. That's a thing. Uh, so I'm obviously chuffed with that. What are your thoughts on on the ABL getting someone like a Manny Ramirez? What do you, as a player, what do you think of that? Um, you know, obviously it's pretty cool because it like, you know, when I was in high school even, like he was playing for the Red Sox. So, um, yeah, winning World Series. yeah, winning World Series and like pimp, pimping homers <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, funny story, I actually, I actually pitched against his son in college. And so now it's all coming kind of like full circle um, if I get to pitch against him in the ABL this year. So kind of cool wow, that's that yeah that's actually pretty cool also I'm, i want to hear because we're going to talk about your your past to where you are now in a bit um but it was one of the coolest things well i had lucky to have a couple of cool things in in my little baseball life but things like watching for instance first of all your uncle was uh when he pitched in the world baseball classic matt gain pitched in the world baseball classic i think it was like might have been 2006 2008 threw against the Dominican team and he was there throwing against, you know, the likes of, you know, a big puppy and, and, and all the, that stacked Dominican team. And then now you're effectively in your career, which you and I were like, I mean, you're a bit younger than me. I was still in high school then, but I mean, now you're sort of, it's, it's just weird full circle. Like you've got an opportunity to throw against someone like Betty Ramirez that we all sort of grew up like same era of those players. Like what the heck is going on here? This is sick. Yeah. It's honestly kind of like a double-edged sword. Cause obviously like I obviously am going to want to strike him out like that. That's a thing. Like I think everyone, oh, cool. I think anyone in 
that situation is like, I, I want to strike out Manny Ramirez. Like, that's pretty cool. But you <laughs> yeah. also think about it like, could you, are you mad if he like hits a home run? He's got like, what, 500, 600 MLB home runs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's six, but it, it's, it's definitely six. 500. I think it's 500 and whatever. But, you know, like, he's obviously, he's obviously, I mean, I'm sure he still swings it pretty good. Um, you know, I don't know, haven't seen what his swing looks like now, but, you know, it's pretty, pretty quick swing back in the day. So, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do uh, the good podcast host thing and pull up Manny Ramirez career home runs on Google. Yeah. But I'm, this is our first episode, so I'm clearly not good. So, um, well, how made, how made, uh, how perfectly made is this? My favorite number is five, and he has 555 career home runs. There you go. There you go. Doesn't actually get any better than that for me. 312 batting average, 555 home runs, 15th all time, 18th all time on the uh, RBIs, 1,831 RBIs. So that's pretty good. Mm. And this guy's just going to be playing for the Sydney Blue Sox. Yeah. Yeah. What up? What up with that? Yeah, so of course you want to try and strike him out. And you actually posed me a pretty funny question a while ago when we were talking about, first of all, we were talking about like, oh, should we do this bloody podcast thing? Who knows? Yeah, yeah right. Let's do it. And then you said to me, you go, what, like, who are you going to be cheering for if I throw it against Betty Ramirez? Uh, and I still don't know the answer to that, to be honest. Yeah. It's, I'm not really sure. You know, you got to be careful about how you answer that. I will, however, like I'll probably be cheering for you, uh, but also like, dude, I mean, it's a, it, you say double-edged sword. I think it's a double-edged sword for me too because like, let's face it, you know, I can say, well, hey, my mate struck out Manny Ramirez or I can say, hey, my mate gave up a home run to Manny Ramirez. I still think that's, that's cool either way. I wouldn't be mad. I'd be happy either way if that was me. <laughs> just just saying yeah it's, you, it's you a, would not be that's probably the difference. no i wouldn't i wouldn't be i wouldn't be happy if i did that's <laughs> that's for sure but i mean he's uh he's a pretty pretty well established big leaguer oh I so, think so household name in uh, in many um uh, many sort of american households anyways that's for sure surely yeah even now well so all right well that's, I mean, that, that is that's pretty huge news to the league. We've had a couple of guys out over here. I mean, even in your team last year, guys that went on to play in the big leagues. Isn't that right? Like, uh, Yeah, we had Holmberg pitch for Cincinnati uh, and the White Sox in the big leagues. Uh, Jeremy Hazelbaker, um, Arizona D-backs, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, is that it for our team? I think. I think that was it in terms of big I mean, leaguers. Across the league too. I mean, um, Hendricks this year just came out, stud. Just yeah. showed him all what's up. But yeah, Reliever so, of the year, yeah. And then obviously looking back a couple of years ago, Dede Gregorius, guys like that. You got um, Reese Hoskins, who's now like clean up for freaking the Phillies, which is yeah. cool. He was he was a blue sock oh, not that long ago at all, really. I think it was only a couple of years ago. Kevin Kiermaier. Yeah. That's huge. There's heaps. There's heaps. Yeah. It's a heaps funny little feeding system. And I guess... Acuna. I mean, how really? can you look... 
Yeah, Cooney played for Melbourne Aces. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. I'm learning shit right now. That's cool. I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Well, I mean, that's sort of – this is sort of the vibe of the podcast. Like, I think – and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Mick, but sort of just uncover a lot of these stories, talk to as many of these players that we can and, you know – like you've got contacts. Um, I know some people, <laughs> not many, but you know, and just talk to these guys and just and just try and build a profile of the game and the players. And I think that's 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 what we're out to do. Um, if um, yeah, I agree completely. Take a go just back on the the subject of like big leaguers in the ABL. How many how many guys do you think have played in the ABL um, that have made it to the big leagues? Like a, a whole number. Oh, uh, I, I don't know off the top of my yeah. head now. Well, nowadays it seems like it seems like there's a lot more. Like I feel like, you know, one of our mates who's not on the podcast may not be on the podcast was going to be um, our rotating third, but he can't. He will remain nameless, but he will enjoy the subtle nod. Yeah, um, he would constantly tell me. <laughs> he'd be like, "Oh, that dude's Australian." I'd be like, "What? I don't even know this person." Um, but it's not it's it's know. it's I'm not just it's... Australians, like Americans and Australians that have played in the ABL that have gone oh, to play geez. in the big leagues. I wanna say I was gonna say sixteen. Forty two. Wow. There you go. Forty two. Forty two players uh that have American, Australian, whatever, everyone, doesn't no. matter. Have forty two guys that have played in the ABL have made it to the big leagues and the Adelaide Bite slash Giants have the most out of every any ABL team. What number 11. is that? Ooh, look at us, mm-hmm. fact pod. We are straight up. We are the most factual. We ABL are. We better tell Joe Rogan to watch out. On the air at the moment. Nah, don't even worry about Joe Rogan, man. He's giving me nothing. That's, yeah, flash in the pan. All right. Well, there yeah, you go. Cool. 11 from the Giants. I'm going to keep calling them the yeah. Giants. Yeah. No offense to no, you. I like, no offense I like to the, the Giants. Bite. I do. I'm sure we're going to talk to, we have some things with the Giants in the pipeline. Let's just say that much. But I just think the bite was a shit. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that sucked. Hard, that was I mean, shit. it's hard to have a mascot if you're the bite. You know what I mean? What uh, What are you? You're a bit of a map. Um <laughs> And yeah, like I guess your mascot was like a shark. Yeah, it was, was a it shark, shark, but I, yeah, it was. But like, yeah. I mean, I, anyway, I think yeah, and, I think um, we're we're heading in a better direction. It... How about that? <laughs> yeah, the, like they called it the bite, and it was the B I T E. But obviously, the great Australian bite is B I G H D, which I'm surprised they didn't absolutely cock that up and just call them the Adelaide Bite B-I-G-H B-I-G-H I don't know I, I can't because even. that's that's such an Australian thing to do just oh we'll fucking call it the Bite the actual Bite I can't I don't know I can't comment on that that was that was that was developed way before I I um entered South yeah, Australia yeah, yeah. so you yeah you've got a yeah but yeah, what I will say is what I will say is um like they obviously did a really good job um at well in the lead up to last season um in pl- rebranding, rebranding. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, dude. And when, when we, like, I remember when our, our nameless friend and I found out that you guys were rebranding, we were like, oh, that's sick. That's so cool. Way better than what it was. So that, yeah, kudos kudos to the the bite, the giants for yeah. getting it done. Love it. All right, so let's talk about you, man. Let's um, let's talk about it. Let's go. Let's hit it. All right. So you started. I so the first, do you want to know the first time I ever met you? Yeah, I don't remember. So this could be. You don't. Nah. Remember. All right. So we we okay. So I was this size. So I'm like <laughs> just under six foot and probably oh, I'm actually I know I'm actually just under here, hundred kilos, but I was and I'm twenty nine and I was uh, this size, close to probably a few kilos less uh, at like. 12, 13. Yeah. Uh, and I played softball, played a little bit of baseball, but weirdly saw the baseball was shit and softball was fun. How wrong was I? Also played a bit of AFL, all that kind of shit. Um, but so I showed up to Maris Brothers training, right? And I was walking, we were walking along the back of field three mm. towards the corner, back when we used to yeah. train over there, Tuesday afternoon. Not much has changed. Um, and anyways, I get there and I had this bat. So my sister, for those of you who don't know, um, is probably, I'm going to have a humble brow. I'm going to brag about this now because she doesn't and no one else really does. And I think it's really cool. My sister, Karina Connors, Karina Sexton, uh, played for Australia, Queensland in the women's uh, system pretty much from the get-go. Um, I think she had like 16 um, state caps or Queensland representative teams that she played for, numerous Australian teams, gold medals, won Women's World Series, got to play at Tropicana Field, one of the first World Series they won, all that kind of shit. It was cool. Um, very cool. Very proud of it. It's awesome. But, yeah, so she had this bat and it was an old Omaha oh, classic. It was a Louisville. I remember yeah, it too. Dude. Yeah, dude. It was this golden black bat. And I just like at that age, because she was, she's seven years older than me. So she would have been around at 19, 18, 20, around that mark. And she's obviously in the thick of playing for, for, you know, Australia and doing all that thing. So she just had this sick gear. So I just go and grab like a bat and then just take it to training. Anyways, and I had this thing. And I remember I got there and it was a drop five back in those days because you're allowed to swing that then. Anyways, I was walking along. I didn't really know what I was doing and just like, yeah, whatever. Just here to baseball training. This kid, and he's like, oh, 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 cool. Oh, is that your bat? And he's like, grab it. He's like, oh, that's oh, that's a 30. Oh, that's a 32. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Yeah, cool. Oh, you, oh, oh, it's not a drop three. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah, cool. No worries. Just chewing my ear off the whole walk over. And he's like, he's like, oh, what are you? What are you, left-handed? Right. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you. Yeah, oh, cool. You're a big guy. Oh, all this shit. Just chill my ear off. I don't know exactly what you said, but I remember you making comment about the bat. And it turns out it was you. It was it was a little Michael Gay. Fancy that. Yeah. How old are you? How old are you? How much, What's the age difference here? You're 24? Five. Turn 26 in Feb. <laughs> close. Close. So three or four years difference. Um, and yeah, so there you go. So you were just a baby. So that was the first time I had met you. And then obviously we just, um, yeah, we just kept playing baseball and, and hitting it off, I guess, just being mates, both keen on trying to play baseball and be as good as we can. Uh, but that was my first ever memory of you, other than that time. Killed that me. Really, um, you almost killed me. Killed you. 
And I wasn't dead set nearly. I was throwing throwing Jeremy batting practice one day in the tunnels, and I wasn't wearing a helmet. And I remember he started lacing a couple, and uh, JJ goes, "Oh, you should probably put that helmet on." I was like, "Yeah, all right, no worries." Put it on. Very next pitch, he lines a ball straight back at me, and it hits the the uh, brim of the helmet, the peak, the peak of the helmet. And just puts a split in it, and I'm fine. I'm just standing there. It's hit the peak and just deviated. Couldn't believe it. I'd probably be dead otherwise. It was it was outrageous. It was. Like I just creamed. I just absolutely smoked that ball. And yeah, and I just remember your face, like the look on your face. You were like, oh fuck, but you were fine. Oh, and fine. I just remember seeing that crack. I'll never forget that. It was one of those Demarini yeah. helmets. Had a little crack on the peak, and I was like, "Holy!" And I wore shit. that, and I like, wore that helmet for like the next like four seasons, <laughs> and it just had a massive crack in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, when did it all start for you? Like, like, what? How? So, what's your earliest memory? Like, what? Just how did it all oh. go? Like, you were playing baseball in Lismore. You were playing, making rep teams. What was your first? I guess, I mean, for someone, you've played for Australia, you've played college ball, you're playing professionally, you've got, you know, we probably don't have to go down the route. I mean, it's up to you, but was it your first state team? Is it your first national team? What was it that sort of, you know, made you realise, hang on a minute, this is this is pretty good? Um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of, it's kind of, especially like being coming into obviously that family and it's like baseball is just massive. Um, and so I just kind of ran with it and, you know, obviously I just, yeah, just loved it to yeah, to, it. to it and stuck at it. And I remember winters I'd play baseball, summers I'd play cricket. And then obviously I, that would have stopped pretty. Yeah. Quick. I reckon I'm going to say around under 16s. Yeah. Yeah. Under under 16s, I'd say. Um, I stopped playing cricket and then started going up to the Gold Coast to play for Surface Paradise. Yeah, Blue Wave. The Blue Wave. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's us. I was the same. I was... I played in under-14s because in the under-14s team, um, the state coaches said, they were like, if you don't play in the GBL or in Brisbane, um, you won't basically get selected. That was sort of the criteria mm. back then. And, yeah, and so that, yeah, same with me. Under-14s played in uh, for Surface mm. Paradise. So, yeah. There you there go. go. And then, and then you. So that was it. So, so I would have thought you would have been up there in under fourteens too. But no, because yes, I think I'm pretty sure I was still playing cricket, and that was because basically because dad was like, "Oh, you need to like give your arm a break." Um, and yeah. you know, fair enough because you see like kids nowadays and they just throw all year round and yeah, and, and then oh, like and, me, yeah, like me, basically, and then uh, <laughs> you know. Obviously, injury rates are very high in the States, especially because parents are just, uh, you know, want their kid to be the next, you know, Roger Clemens or 
whoever. Ugh. You know, they just want them to be yeah. a superstar and then they get burnt out and that's the end of it. It's true. Hey, like, I mean, I obviously, I mean, it's not about me, but I look back on that and I, I think, you know, I would do something similar with my kid. I'd be like, no, man, go and, go and play bloody, go and do kayaking. I don't care. Just chill. <laughs> you know, there's no need to throw a ball all the time. At yeah, age, it was, but, it was kind of good because. You know, yeah, it was, I know, it was kind of, it was kind of good because um, once I was in high school, then I was playing um, basketball and then, and then it was baseball was the other one. I kind of gave, once I gave away cricket, I kind of switched to basketball and baseball and that was it. Yeah. So then you represented, you represented Queensland through all of the junior ranks, I imagine, 14, 16, yeah. 18. so six years. And, and then played, uh, what was your first national team? That you played? Uh, two, 2007. Uh, Cal Ripken World Series, so I think that's like you 12 or 13. Yeah, right. So you were, so where'd you just go for that? Did you just actually go? You just went to, okay, yeah, to the States. Um, it was in Aberdeen, yeah, cool. and the, the ballpark is like an actual replica of um, Camden, Camden Park. Camden Yards, yeah, Camden yeah, Yards, right. yeah. That's but then there were like at the yeah, facility, right. there was like there was a Wrigley Field uh, and a Fenway as well. Yeah, oh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then so that was your first taste, I'd imagine. And then at the end, yeah, first... international level, that was my first taste. Um, and then uh, after that, what was the next Australian team? Uh, just no, next one was a while after that. I'm going to say 2011 was my next one. That was my first year at the – I think that was my first year at the MLB Academy. Um, and then we went yeah. to Mexico. Um, Mexico in 2011. Um, and then 2012, went to Nationals, um, and they picked a um, – like a world championship qualifier team. Um, so yeah. then – um, made that team to go to Guam for the um, qualifiers for in 2012. And then, yeah, and then after that, it was a while um, because I obviously went to the States to go to college um, and I was hoping while I was in college that um, I would still be able to um, play on the national teams as they went away. But, um, you know, once you fall out of the basically the eyes of yeah. selection and you're not in the country and you're off at college. Um, I guess that that's the one thing I wish I kind of kept in contact more with people um, to try and play on those teams while I was in college. Yeah. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about your college uh, career because you moved around a little bit and I think that's, that in itself could actually be an interesting podcast and I, and I've, I'll, We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, it was interesting back then. You, you, you said, you know, obviously the first one and then your first Australian cap was then and then it was a couple of years later. But back in those days, they used to have, when they had the MLB Academy there, it wasn't like it was an Australian team for every age group every year. No, was it? it was only certain certain years for certain age groups. So I think they alternated and some guys would get lucky where um, if they were top year, let's say, 
a top year 16 um, and the U16 team was going away that year, then the next year they would be like eligible because it would be like the U18 that year, the next year, if that makes sense. Uh, if Yeah. Yeah, so then it's just yeah. like it's just kind of luck at that point if you were in the age bracket. Yeah, yeah, because I, I remember like I remember hearing about that and being like, oh yeah, and they'd be like, oh no, we're only taking a under 18s team this year and all this kind of thing, and be like, wow man, it's tough. But w- what was it like for you back then going to the academy? Um, just give us an insight to what it was like there in those days, and and do you think that sort of really helped? you get used to you know what you're doing now and i mean probably more so at that time you know what you got used to in college what what was it like the um yeah i'd say my first year is definitely kind of like a shock because obviously in lismore we are like you know we practice what on a tuesday and then play on a saturday i mean now it's obviously tuesday hitting on the thursday and then you play on the saturday and whatnot well you know, up there, it was like every single day. So I'd never, yeah. like, I, it kind of took my body like a while to get like used to it because I, I was getting so sore because, you know, I wasn't used to doing it every day. But then like obviously your body adjusts and it was fine from there. And yeah. I think I don't even remember my stats from, you know, my first year at the academy or anything. But, um, oh, yeah, but... Okay. <laughs> but um, you know, obviously, threw well enough to get a spot on the national team that year. So that was that was cool. Yeah, and up there for those listeners that don't know, um, the MLB Academy was hosted by uh, Baseball Australia on the Gold Coast at Palm Meadows. Palm Meadows. Yeah, yeah. So it was a part. It was a kind of a cool mm-hmm. little thing, hey, because there was. Like two or three baseball fields there, a little complex, all built by the Japanese, I believe. But it was it was a part of the was it the Radisson? yeah was that's that what it was there? yeah yeah and it was actually there was a big golf course there and it was just outside of Service Paradise. It was kind of this awesome, cool little thing. Um, I knew a few guys there that were sort of involved with it, obviously. And then you know, like the golf course was built by Greg Norman, sort of thing. <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Like it was just this real. Real Gold Coasty story of this place, and 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 yeah, it was yeah, it was it was cool. It was a cool place. Um, got to go there a couple of times, but yeah, that's yeah. cool. So now let's move on to your college career because I mean, obviously there's a bit to, a bit to get through of all of this, and um, but you know, so how old were you when you went to college? What what when did the how did this? First of all, like let's just go through the motions of how it all started. Like what. You know, because you're in Lismore, let's face it. Yeah, you're playing for Australia. How old are you? How old are you when you? Uh, was this yeah, so I took a, I didn't go straight away. Um, so I stayed at home for like, I think six oh, months. Yeah, 18. Yeah, 18. Yeah. Stayed at home for six months and then went for the, the fall season. Um, so I went like the next August, I think, was when I had to like report. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So you so you're eighteen. You just finished high school. You just finished year twelve. Yep. I knew you then, and you. I remember you saying to me like, "Oh, I'm not going to drink. I don't do any of this." So you were you're straight one eighty, doing the doing the thing, doing the right thing. Um, and then you just a kid from Lismore who you know by this stage probably been around, seen some pretty cool shit playing baseball all over the world. 
then you how does it start the communications to say hey okay where am i going in this big place that is america what what happens um well first off before like anything um like going over there or anything i just started emailing um a bunch of schools um and like obviously that's kind of a way to get recruited by um junior colleges and four-year schools is just by emailing and sending video um and so i started doing that um and then i had a few in um you know i had a few few schools get back to me and i remember i remember this one school was like yes yeah, sorry um you like wouldn't even come close to our worst player you you'll have to find somewhere else and i was like oh cool thanks <laughs> so uh, i, I actually think it was um lsu Eunice. um it's a junior college i think um somewhere in the south i think but uh i just remember that one specifically because i was just kind of like oh okay well whatever move on yeah harsh harsh burn, burn, harsh but, burn, um, what a shitty name we can rag on colleges can't we that's a, that is a rough i don't even i don't know lsu Eunice. ls lsu eu what are they 90 is that a 90 year old lady's name yeah. i don't know it's uh come on e u n i c e yeah louisiana yeah, that's, state that's, Eunice. yeah that's straight up born in the 1940s shit like that is just outrageous yeah but but um yeah anyway so, so you just started I decided, emailing it, getting that yeah, I started emailing sending video um and then i kind of like just randomly like lined up like visits to schools and then all of a sudden I was on a plane going over there and I went by myself and I'm 18 and I, you know, I was going to, I started in California, um, you know, went and I went to probably, geez, I don't even know, probably like five or six schools in California. Um, started off at like Cal State San Bernardino. They, they put a workout together for me and invited they were super good. They invited like a bunch of junior college coaches to come watch me. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then from there I went to San Diego. Um, and then there was a couple of, couple of schools that I like had worked out for down there. Um, and then, geez, where'd I go from there? I went, oh, Arizona. Yeah. Went to Arizona from there. Um, and went and, did a couple, I think Yavapai. I went and did a workout at, um, which is a pr- pretty. It's a pretty um, well-known junior college program, um, and so I went and did a workout there. And then um, from my 2007 trip, my host family lived in Maryland, so there was a really cool school out there, um, junior college out there. So I went and did a workout there. Um, And yeah, and I was like, oh, well, you know, like California, they don't even offer scholarships for junior college. So I was like, oh, well, like, you know, that's not going to work. And then randomly I got a call from um, Blue Wave teammate, um, Miles Wesner. And um, he's like, oh, you're in the States? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm trying to find a college to go to. Um, You know, I'm going on visits and stuff. And he's like, oh, our coach, um, you know, really – I've I've shown him like your video and stuff, and this is this is kind of like a bit out of nowhere. Like I hadn't even messaged this school or anything, um, 
and he just hit me up out of nowhere. And then I was already on a plane back to Australia when this was going on, when we started talking. Um, and then, so I was like back home and like been talking to the coach and it was kind of like back and forth, got a really good offer from them. Um, and you know, I'd never seen the school, like never seen school, never seen the city or town. Um, I was just basically going off of miles's word that it was, you know, the right place for me. Um, because he was there and obviously had a pretty good idea. Um, and so I just was like, all right, let's do it. So I can, so where was that? Miles Community College in Miles City, Montana. Yep. Wow. In the middle. And for those listeners that don't know, Montana is? Um, well, it's next to what Washington and Oregon, I guess. It's like one of the biggest states in in the states it uh, borders canada so um yeah, right. yeah so ended up there and boy was boy was it a shock um i mean <laughs> i you know lismore's not big in in terms of like population or and especially like how big the town is um but i remember i like you know i flew over there like i'm i've left australia and i'm, I'm going to college and like I land at night, so I I don't see anything when I get there. They just they put me in my dorm room. I'm like, oh okay, like whatever. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just like there, and then like I wake up the next day, and you know, sun's out, so I can see everything. And I had not even seen anything on the way in, and there's like literally two buildings to the whole school, and <laughs> I was like, whoa, like what? what's going on here? Like, cause I'd been used to like, you know, I'd been to San Diego schools in San Diego and schools in around like orange County, um, you know, in Arizona. And then I'm in this like small country town. And I think the population is like 8,000 or like 5,000. I'm like, makes Lismore look like yeah. New York city. <laughs> and so I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, I, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm here. Like there's nothing I can do about it. So I was just kind of like, all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> Whatever, let's let's do it. So that's awesome. So you sight unseen, get in, dig it, whatever. So just backing up a bit for those listeners that don't know. I know this is obviously an ABL podcast, but this is cool shit. And I think it's gonna I think this is gonna be a recurring theme as far as when we talk to these players and, you know, people that we know. Um, we're going to be hearing a lot of terms and lingo and stuff that we're not really familiar with. Well, most fans may not be. Some people are, but aren't. But what, so define for us JCs and, and four years and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so JC is just junior college. Um, and those are just two-year schools. Um, and then a four-year is like um, like your main like universities, um, you know, like your big like LSU, Arizona State, um, they're like the biggest schools. And then you got like... Yeah, D- and there's, like, yeah, there's obviously divisions within, um, you know, and conferences um, that schools play in and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So what was... So Miles was... Uh, junior college, junior yeah. College. yeah. JC, it was a Juco. Look at me with the lingo. Yeah, nice. I know this shit. I'm good. 
So it was a it was a JUCO. What's what was it? Was it was it? A um, I think I think it was Division was it? Two, honestly. Um, but in saying that, I think my freshman like they they had been good. Um, you know, it, like I I looked up how they were like how they had gone like standings and all that, and they were they were a good team. Um, and so I was kind of like, all right. And then like I think my freshman year we got up to like. I don't know. I don't know if I've just got this number in my head randomly, but I, I have a feeling we got up to like ninth in the country. Or well, wow. I, I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that at some point during that season we got up to ninth at the country. I'm not sure if we finished there. Eh, not sure if we finished eh, there, but no. Nah. Fuck the stats. I'm happy with that. Ninth in the country. Yeah, it's perfect. It's uh, good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So we just miles. Miles yeah, and then um, it's kind of weird. There was a transition. So we kind of, you know, a, a really good person that I would honestly would love to have on the podcast is um, uh, either coach from Miles, um, Jeff Brabant, or um, at the time was Dan McKinney, our hitting coach. Um, and he tells like a really funny story about how, um, so our, our my freshman year, my first year, where it, where. Yeah, yeah, explain that real so quick. Explain first, that real quick. First year, first year is your freshman sophomore. year. Second year is sophomore year. Third year is your junior year. And fourth year is your senior year. And if you're lucky enough and you take a red shirt and you're a fifth year, then I guess you're kind of like a super senior if you, if you go by that. Okay. But um, anyway, anyway, besides yeah. the point. Sorry. But, um, yeah. yeah, and he tells this so- funny story about how he went to like – this conference like meeting in between the seasons and we ended up getting kicked out of the conference that we're in. And it was basically because we were so good and no one else would win the conference basically. So then we, so then we, we go, we move up to division one and I think our closest bus trip is like, like Colorado or something like it's, it's, which is how long? I don't know. That that's on the spot. I'm gonna say miles. like ten. I don't. Yeah, something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay. Give rough idea. It's not a. No, no, no. It would. We, it, we it would be about. It would be about ten. We hit them hard with the facts early, man. Like the whole ABL facts stat pod. That was sick. But you know, we don't have to be the most factual pod about bus trips. Okay, so it's cool. We got. Yeah, this. we got. Yeah. Ten hours so, is good. Yeah. I'm happy with so, that. So I, I would have taken tower. I would have taken eleven and a half. Eleven and a half would have been really believable. But yeah, keep yeah. Going, yeah. So, <laughs> cool. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say like our closest bus trip was probably like ten hours or something like that. And then we kind of like it was it was a jump up in um, competition. And then also so like my first year we were swinging metal bats. And then my second year, yeah. Well, then that league only used wood bats, and then we're like, okay, well, yeah. sure, whatever. And then, yeah, from that was basically, um, yeah, Miles Miles Community College in a, in a nutshell. We got moved up to Division One on JUCO. Um, my second year, I remember your first year. You came back from college. You came to my house when I was living in Lismore at one stage and you picked up a bat of mine and it was a nice 34 C243 Louisville Slugger. And back when I was swinging a 34, uh, which is another story, but 
you were like, oh, this is a nice bat. And I was like, yeah, man, you, you have it, man. Like, you take it. You take it. And you took it. And it took you, like, 10 years. And you were like, oh, I'll get your bat, man. Don't worry about it. I'll get your bat. It took you, like, 10 years to finally get me another bat. But I got it to you. But at least I guess you did. Yeah, I told I you I would and I, I did. did so. <laughs> so your first year, so you got through it. You, you moved up to Div 1. Um, you bounced around colleges. You, well, not bounced around, but you moved colleges. Yeah, too. so like that, after, that, after junior college, um, you basically have to find a four-year school um, to finish your last two years at. Um, and so I, you know, I really didn't talk to a whole lot of teams um, in like, um, I played in the summer in Arizona, um, and basically I just, our coaches there had seen me play throughout the summer. Um, and this school in Colorado, um, which I won't name, um, basically gave me like this awesome, awesome, uh, you know, scholarship. Yeah, Deal. and it was like too good to like turn down, and and yeah, and you went there, didn't you? This was, yeah, this is and, what I was hitting on. I wanted to talk about this because I think this is yeah, important and part so of the story. I went there, um, and yeah. um, you know, they flew me down there um to visit the school and um you know do a workout and stuff like that, and you know what? And from being in Mile City to where there's um you know eight thousand people. You know, they're flying me straight into Denver and the school is basically in downtown Denver for the most part. So, like, I'm downtown in a big city and I'm like, yeah, this is sick. Like, like, yeah. like there's stuff to do here. Um, the weather's nice. Like, in the winter, it snows a bit, but I think, like, it has, like, the most sunny days out of any city in America. And so I was like all right, this is, you know, the deal's too good not to, to turn it down. Like, I can't go anywhere else because this deal is just so good. Um, and so I, I went there and, you know, it just, just didn't turn out to be what I thought it was going to be. Like, you know, the... So without naming names, let's not go too much into the name and shame thing because I know that, that you know I understand yeah. that you don't want to do that, and that's and that's fair, man. I'm cool with that. But like, let's let's peel it back a bit more. Let's see. So from my understanding, is you went there, you you had a disagreement with what was going on, how things were being handled, and you basically off your own back, being a dude that's probably at this pace. How old are you now? Nineteen, twenty, yeah. twenty. Yeah. Like, yeah, in a in a country, you know, flying solo, you got the balls to sort of stand up and go, nah, nah, this isn't me. This isn't where I want to be. This is not how I want to do this. So, is am I am I right here? I know I'm paraphrasing your story, but you, from my memory of it and our interaction, yeah, we're, we're still talking. We're still talking. Time. Um, you basically were like, no, stuff this, man. I'm going to go find somewhere else to go. Is that right? Yeah, basically, basically like, the, it's just, like, bad. I, I'm not going to say, like, the guys were bad um, because the guys were fine. It, it was just, like, the head coach and it was just, like, just... The program. Yeah, yeah. It was just, just, it was just like, kind of his culture that I, I wasn't about. Um, and I fell into the trick of, you know, taking, like, this massive scholarship um you know because 
you know, I didn't want my parents to have to, you know, pay anything basically. Um, and, you know, it's a private school, so, you know, it's expensive. And so I was yeah. like, you know, it's a, you know, the education is like worth a fortune um, and I'm, and I'm getting it for yeah, free and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I was just kind of, I was just like, no, like this just, it doesn't feel right. And it just like, it just kept festering on my mind. And I, I just got to a point where I was like, nah, like this is it. Like this is not where I'm supposed to be. Uh, just so like one, one year. Um, so I read, I, I ended up having yeah, knee surgery. Then- um, so, so I red shirted oh. that year. So I didn't play that year. So I took a red shirt and then, um, you know, as I was like rehabbing and stuff, like I took that next summer off to rehab in, um, California and yeah, I was just like, all right, like I'm gonna, I ended up messaging my coach from junior college, um, and was like, hey, like, I can't do this here anymore. Um, can you talk to uh, – I don't even know if I can say it, but I was like, can you talk to the coach at, um, yeah. at MSUB and um, and see if he would like me? Because um, it was kind of – I'd kind of kept it under wraps because I hadn't told the school in Denver that I was going to leave. Um, and so he's like, yeah, like, they'll, they'll take you. like." basically like here's here's the thing um like he 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 says he wants you um you need to tell regis that you'll oh i just said the name regis university there it is blurred it out um (laughs) anyway and he's like you need to you need to get um like your release like and i was like all right perfect so i walked in got my release and i was like i'm out of here like yeah and then that was basically the end of that. And then off to Billings, back to Montana um, to go to Montana State University Billings. Yeah, right. And how far is that from March? Uh, 10, oh, uh, Billings? Two hours. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then... And then you rehabbed up by senior year with- uh, Solid. Yeah, rehabbed, um, and then I end up doing my knee again and having to fly home to have the surgery at so back to back Christmases. I had two knee surgeries like three days before Christmas, um, and then <laughs> yeah, and then back, and then I was I was fine, and then yeah, just went went with it. Yeah, yeah. cool. And then and then you come you come yep, back come back. What and then so you what happened because you went you came no, straight back I, or you went I graduated and played graduated went and played um in so I played the previous summer in Canada for the Edmonton Prospects, uh, which right now sorry to interrupt I know I keep doing this but I think this is also another valuable thing because that's another thing that where a lot of people out here aren't as exposed to and I think as the podcast goes on again we're going to have things where we talk to players and they're talking about summer ball explain explain what summer ball is and what the what the yeah so basically summer ball is where university's not on during the summer at all unless you're taking summer classes but basically there's no season for baseball during the summer so you're free to go and play in any summer league that you like in any place in the country or you can and or if you know if you're australian you can go home 
for the for the summer. And this is this is yeah. organized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how, like, what are we talking here? Semi pro stuff because there's there's some deals getting around with that stuff. No, too, no, 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 no. So you can't get paid. No, no. They they no? just take care okay. of like your accommodation. Um, it's all it's all in NCAA like guidelines. Yep. Okay. So, okay. so yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you so out of all the summer so the summer yep. of all locations you played first year where'd you go uh, after my freshman year played in Arizona and we played at all the spring training complexes for the big league teams so that was that cool. that's why I wanted to do that because yep. I wanted to play at those fields and I knew that they'd be nice fields. Um, second second yep. summer I uh, played for the Marysville Gold Sox in Northern California um, and. Ended up living with the Golbys, awesome family. Um, Cooper's one of my best mates. Um, and so I ended up um, the next summer I took off because I had I was rehabbing my knee. Um, and so I ended yeah. up going back to live with um, Christy, Scott and Cooper and Bucket um, in, in Marysville or in Yuba City. Um, and then that, that next year, that next summer, I went to Canada, Edmonton, um, Edmonton, Alberta. Um, and then after I graduated, um, that league allowed seniors to play. So I went back to Canada again after I graduated from college. Yeah. And then also you had a cool experience there too because you also coached. Oh, uh, yeah. So, well, that was in between... Yeah, so that was in between um, my first year and second year of ABL. Yep, when? Oh, well, oh, so no, that's right. The time um, like that. Sorry. So then, okay, so then you you yep. finished up, you graduated, you played summer ball, and then, uh, and then come, back to come back to Australia. Um, and then I end up throwing a bullpen um, for Tony Harris, who was the under twenty three. Um, national team coach and yeah, it was it was literally this. like within it was the day after I'd gotten off like a bunch a bunch of flights from Canada yeah. and so because what all these people don't know so what all these listeners don't know is whenever you land in Australia or Lismore but even then it was Australia you would be hitting me up what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing hey what's up and I'd be like hey man <laughs> What's going on? I'll fucking mix here. I haven't spoken to him in, in a couple of months, but uh, all of a sudden his Australian numbers back. Yeah, on. it was it <laughs> was like to me. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? Oh, I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Let's go do something. They're like, oh, hang on. I remember that time because you're like, oh, I'm gonna go and throw a bullpen for the Australian coach. And I was like, oh, fuck off. That is not a thing that you do. All right. Yeah. It's cool. like, so it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Like, got off the flight next so day through a pen for Tony. Um, and then it was like within three weeks I was gone again. And then we're in like, um, Tampa, Florida at the Pittsburgh Pirate spring training facility, getting ready for the under 23 world championships. Yeah. And then we were there for like, I think like a week. Um, and then we went to, um, Columbia for the world championships. Um, and then, yeah. And then came home and got ready. Yeah. How was that? Um, yeah, on, pretty crazy. Um, like, you know, you, it's not some place where 
you know, the average person would sit there and go, you know what, um, let's go on a holiday to Colombia. Like, I just don't, th- I don't, I don't think people do that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. Like, cause I've, you know, obviously baseball's taken me to a lot of places where I would not have gone otherwise. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like I started opening, I think it was opening night of the world championships started against Venezuela. Um, and then like, I think four nights later, um, started against Puerto Rico. So a quick little break. Um, yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Okay. Colombia. That's outrageous. And then, and then, so then you just come back to yep, Australia. Just back to Australia. And yeah. And then it was like, I think I landed and then maybe like a week later I was on a flight to Adelaide. Mm. Yeah. So, how, so, so tell me, and I don't know, I, I presume you can say a lot of things. I should yeah, know. You should, you should know as my uh, agent. <laughs> I should, I should know exactly what you can and can't say. Um, what? So what is so? So what was the process there? Getting in touch with the Giants because it's funny for us because back, you know, before you were throwing for the Giants, we had another dude from our club, Jake Musket, who is probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet in baseball. I'm going to give him that. Um, he's yeah. automatically friend of the podcast. Jack Musket, great dude, good pitcher. Um, he went down there to have a crack uh, with the Giants as well. It was just this weird thing. And then not not him going down there wasn't weird. It was just the thing of, you know, he played club ball and, you know, had a few things going on as well. Um, and then, then a couple of years later, you went down to Adelaide as well. So it was like this weird Lismore to Adelaide connection. So how did that, how did you start that with your journey to the giants or then the ball well, it's kind yeah, of, it's Adelaide. actually kind of awkward because i'd been to practices with bandits um and had even been to like a team dinner and this and this was before i'd gone to columbia with the national team um and so anyway like right. i'm in columbia and our pitching coach um proc luke Prokopek, um was like, hey, like, you know, um, what's your plans for ABL? And, you know, at that time, Brisbane had me as a development player. Um, and so it was kind of like, not, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't discussed like contract, but basically development players don't get paid is basically what it was. And, you know, at that time, that was like during the dynasty of like three, the three or four years or whatever it was that they had won. And so... Yeah, and so I was looking at it and I was like, you know, I literally I literally got pen and paper and wrote down all the pictures on the bandits and then I was like, well, where do I slot myself in and how many innings, you know, am I am I going to get? Like cuz you know, if you're the young guy, well you're basically you know, you're either going to be pitching when we're up by a lot or we're down by a lot, you know what I mean? Unless you're, uh, and especially coming from college where, you know, no one had seen me in however many years. So they're not just going to hand the ball game one, you know, to me. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of like thought about it and I was like, oh, well, you know, what's going to be best for me and like my development and give me a chance to get 
you know, more playing time. Um, and kind of Proc had just been like, yeah, you know, we need um, we need another Australian starter. And um, when we're in Colombia, I, you know, I threw pretty well. Um, and so the discussion just kind of began um, with Proc in Colombia. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it began. Yeah, right. No, I mean, you I, weren't. I wasn't your agent then, so I, I don't have to know all these things. Yeah. Know? I mean, I know them now, but yeah. That's cool. There you go. I didn't, I actually didn't know that. I, yeah, I wasn't really all over that, but yeah, cool. So then, and then you're home for a bit. <clears throat> then you're straight down to Adelaide. Have you had, yeah, you previously for like a schoolboys tournament when, I don't even know what year it would have been. Like, I barely even remember. No, 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 baseball. Oh, for cricket. And, yeah, and I, I barely oh, even really? remember the trip at all. <clears throat> so. Yeah, cool. And then so your first year, you get down there. You now, you know, you've had this whirlwind of a couple of years, really, by the sounds of it. You know, knee injury, college, changing colleges, going well, you know, coming back. Then going, then straight back, and then straight back over to Colombia, playing for Australia. You're back. You're sort of doing the dance with the bandits. You got this big decision to make, which is, which is huge, man. That's a that's a pro move that you made. You know, you've actually sat back and said, "Hey, hang on a minute. Um, what's best for me?" Which, looking back on your story, and and I'm not, you know, I am your agent, so I can blow wind up your uh, up your skirt. Uh, but you know, again, even back in that in that college. Uh, environment where you were like, no, no, I need to change my direction here. I think that's that's kudos to you, man. I think any young players out there looking at it, um, I've told a couple of the guys that I know that have been to college and whatever, you know, like you need to, you need to talk to Mick because that is how he was like, you know what, just because I'm in this, this foreign country doesn't mean that that's it. You know what I mean? So that's that's really cool. That you you had the had the sort of the balls, I would say, the the fortitude to turn around and go, nah, I'm gonna go and carve my own pass. And then you did the same thing down there in Adelaide. You just sort of, sort of turned around and went, hey, hang on, this is a good opportunity. Yeah, for me. this is where I, I, mean, I need to go. I, it, so it was purely based off of a player development standpoint, rather than any anything else. Oh yeah, of course. No, nah. and that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's so, you know, being a young dude, it's so easy to say to turn around and go. Oh yeah, like I know what I, if I was in that spot, man. I know what I would have been like. I would have been like, yeah, yeah, sure. I could go to Adelaide, or I could go to the Bandits. You know, like it's close to home. You know the whole team. You know the whole coaching staff. It's familiar. You and I both played at Windsor, which is now Newmarket Field, Holloway, Stadium, Holloway, Holloway, Holloway. Hub Stadium. Yeah, was Holloway Park. Yeah, right. So like it's all familiar, right? And then. But then you you actually have the foresight to turn around and go, no, nah, hang on a minute. This is, I'm I'm not gonna get far with this, or this might not be for me again. Which is another good. Yeah, I mean, I think awesome, the biggest man. thing like, was, you know, I so, I called yeah. Dave Nelson, um, and I said like, you know, I've got this opportunity, um, to go to Adelaide. You know, I obviously want to be like, you know, open and honest about this like where do you see me fitting in and he said man like you know you you have to do what's best for you i can't 
guarantee you any innings or at bats because at this I, at that point I was still trying to like hit as well and I I don't I don't even know why I was trying to do that but um yeah I was like he he just said you know you do what's best for you and um you know I'll support you either way and yeah, so cool. yeah um, I was like all right well that's that's cool thanks yeah, Dave that's cool. and um yeah and then. So you went, you went down to Adelaide. So then you straight up yep. to Adelaide. You're down there. What's going on? What's it was kind of weird because, like, I the only person. Well, I didn't really know anyone um, except for I played with Jordan McArdle um, on the U23 national team. So, um, you know, I'd known him from that, and then. Um, Mitch Edwards as well was on that team um, and they were they're obviously J-Mac is from here um, and Mitch had come across from I think Sydney at that time or Melbourne I don't know he's played for like every team in the league it seems like and he's like 20 years old so whatever <laughs> but um, yeah and so I only I... well that's a guy we need to get on the podcast Mitch Let's Edwards the block the blockhead yeah I can get the yeah I can get the yeah, we need to I get can get the blockhead sure. on the on the podcast. That's that's easy done. Um <laughs> but yeah, and then it was I didn't I didn't really yeah, you didn't really know like know anyone and so um yeah. And then just just kind of tried to blend in and not really step out of line. Um, you know, it's it's honestly pretty daunting, like your first year in the ABL. Like because as a well, really? for me it was because I was like you know this isn't college where they they this isn't college where yeah. you know they they hold on to you anyway if you're terrible like type thing like this is like yeah. to me it was like I, I just treated it as if it was like you know minor league or major league baseball and I was like you know if I perform badly like they will get rid of me I have another funny story. Okay. Now, you're probably going to hate this, but I think it's good for the podcast. Oh, is this Brisbane? For, for the listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, I already know where you <laughs> No, no, we're not going to talk. No, 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 no. It's not so much about the game. Your first, So, your first yeah. start in the ABL was in Brisbane yeah. against the defending bandits. So, they were – they. this would have been there. I think they'd either won yeah. two in a row or three. Yeah, it's one of the, t- one of the two. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, they won was. three in a row. This was yep. this is the start of their yep. fourth yep. season in a row of winning, right? It's a pretty good team. Whatever. Okay, the game happens. Like we're not going to go into that. That happened. We obviously made the trek from me and um, the unnamed friend of the pod that will remain mysterious for legal reasons. No, yep. not not so legal, but we just won't say his name. Um, he, him, and I came up to Brisbane, got a room. Got a hotel room, Ubered it out to the ballpark. We're on the cans, having a good time, <laughs> drinking, you know. Just, I actually even back announced. I don't, I don't know if, I'm actually also, random pod stat that you may not know. I used to be, um, when the band you, you played were the RNA. Oh, what's her? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you, yeah, I thought you said something else. Yeah, I was the, we did, uh, yeah, we did commentary on, the live stream back in the day when it was it was rubbish but yeah back at rna so anyways i we 
random side story to this actual main story, but we, we were drunk and had played around and I actually back announced Soupy. I said to the guy, he's down there with the microphone. I go, oi, let me announce Soupy up to the next, for the next at bat. And he's kind of just like, why, why should I say no? But why should I say yes? Like the commentator. So I hope, I hope he doesn't get in trouble. The guy doing the ground announcing anyways, did it, nailed it. Everyone was, all my mates were just like, what are you doing? Um, but anyway, so we went out that night and I, this is, this is the story, right? We went to the pig and the whistle, pig and whistle in the city there. You guys are staying near there. Me and friend of the pod, uh, were there and we were obviously well on our way to being hammered. Um, uh, not hammered, but you know, responsibly enjoying ourselves. Uh, and you guys finally came and I remember you saying, you were like, oh, like, you were so weirded out, I think is the term, about about drinking in front of the coaches and just and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, because like, like, oh, I, you know, like, you know, like obviously I didn't throw that well that night. Like I think I was done after like one or two innings. Um, thanks for that, Soupy, for taking me yard yeah. in my first, first at bat. <laughs> no, I did. Um, I didn't bring that up. But, I didn't bring that up. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, like, a weird thing, like, where, you know, I obviously played bad and I don't want to see, like, you guys had obviously travelled up and I hadn't seen you guys in ages. And so I was like, well, I can't just not go out and not see them because they've come all this way. So I was like, oh, I'll go out, whatever. Um, and then, like, yeah, obviously, like, Tank, Tank, Dunny and um, Gladdy rock, rock up and I'm like, oh, okay, this is a bit awkward, like, I don't know. It was just kind of, it's just like kind of weird. I, I was just that. like, oh, fuck, was, I hope they. It was cute, man. It was really, it, it was really nice. You were like, oh, like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, what? And then our friend of the pod who, you know, was like, dude, you're all grown ass men. It's okay. Like, they know that you probably, you know, are hurting from not throwing so well. It's cool. Like, it's not a thing. You're not going to get released. As long as you're not up here, you know, dancing on tables and shit, I think it's going to be okay. But it was a cool little story. Like, it was like your first start, first night out with the team. Kick. That was when we met Kick. When we met Kick. Oh, man. That dude was hilarious. Japanese. Japanese. Honda baseball. Baseball player. Coming out here. Honda baseball. That was cool. Kurt We met. There's there's some other. Yep. Uh, Triple A. Uh, and short uh, stop. the shortstop. Um, who was the guy? Was that the guy that wore the headband? See, I, I don't, I don't the remember head, all the these giants the guys. I'm a bad guy. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I love the headband. The American dude. No, nah, I couldn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Either way. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it was a good night out. It was a lot of fun. We ended up enjoying ourselves immensely. But I do remember that you being like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, should I, I don't even know. Oh, fuck, I shouldn't even be here being seen like this. It was like, it was like dude, just chill. It's all good. Bring yeah, him over here. I'll talk to him. It's all good. <laughs> so then your first year, your first year was pretty good. It was, you know, it had its ups yeah. and downs, I'd imagine. But how did you find that first year in the ABL adjusting to being in well, it's obviously, a professional like, baseball? Hitters are like 10 times better. Um you know, and it's like you're playing against guys that, you know, teams have signed and, um, you know, like 
from an indie ball perspective, there are a lot of guys with like a lot of experience too. Um, so when you add like indie ball guys with minor league guys and prospects and then Aussie guys on top of that, and obviously the top Australian guys are playing, it's like, well, you know, there's not really, it's not like you can go, oh, one through four are good hitters, but then it falls off. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, yeah, it's not like college where you can go, oh yeah, the first four guys are good hitters and then it, and then it falls away. Like every, every guy can hit. And so it's like, you're not just yeah. like, I'd, I'd say like the intensity more on the back end of the lineup is much greater than what it would have, would have be been in college. Yeah. So then your first year went through, you went through uh, and you did, you did well, you know, I mean, for your first year, I think you did well. I mean, we were, all your mates and stuff, we were obviously proud of you, but I mean, well, how did you um, feel about I thought I just at the time I was a at bit like at the time you know I looked at my numbers and I was like oh that's like really bad like not terrible not completely bad but like it's it's pretty average year um and so I was kind of like uh you know what what do I need to do and then I was like all right I need to go to drive line I need to start like trying to learn get my body stronger, try and throw harder, um, you know, and just, you know, I was just kind of looking for every like competitive advantage that I could basically. Um, yeah. yeah. Went to drive so you, did, you did that. You went um, to... Loved it. I thought it was yeah, awesome. Like atmosphere. Um, the facilities like super cool. Um, they've, they've moved into a new facility now, um, which is like 50 times bigger. But um, it was kind of cool being at the old one because it had like this really cool like atmosphere. Everyone was like kind of like close together, and like you know you'd go up for like your your velo day, and guys just be like screaming at you, like you know, like fucking throw this ball as hard as you can, otherwise like we'll we'll kill you, like type. So hang on, yeah. Let's just go back to your first year, right? I've got the stats here, 2018. Adelaide Giants, three and three, three wins, three losses, a 4.22 ERA, 10 games, 10 games started, um, 42 innings pitched, you know, 45 hits, 25 runs, 20 earned mm-hmm. runs, gave up a couple of home runs. Look, three and three, 4.22, he's what? How old were you? Three. 22, 23? 23, first year out of college, started 10 games, a six and six, you know, it's, three not, and three. it's not outstanding, I mean, though. You know, it's not outstanding. I don't know. I know what you mean. Well, I mean, who's going to be outstanding? Yeah. Anyway, I, you, I always, honest, I always like, am just on. like competitive. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> even against myself. So, yeah, no, that's fair. That's cool. I'm throwing it out. Go to the dry line. And then it was kind of like, I didn't realize it until like after last season um, that. I was just trying to like gas everything. Like I was literally just trying to throw the ball as hard as possible. I kind of just turned into a like, just a like. I, I didn't really like think enough and didn't really keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I wasn't pitching. pitching. Was I was strong. just just pucking it in there. Um, but you know, in saying that, yep. there were to take away. 
obviously there was one there was like maybe one or two games where i was like the highs were very high but then the lows were like you know low um like i think there was maybe one or two games where i gave up a a fair few runs but there was also like maybe three i think maybe three or four games where i didn't even give up a hit in my outings so um yeah it's just trying to like yeah you know even it out and be more consistent um but you know i think the one positive that i did take away from last year or the improvement i had is like i think my uh opponents like average against me um dropped significantly i think so yeah um so that was like one positive i took away from last year 70 points so 2018 to uh, the average against you was 276 last year's was uh yeah so so that's yeah hopefully just you know this year it just goes down even even more so i mean 38 38 strikeouts year one through what um 42 innings and then year two is 26 innings and uh Mm. 19 strikeouts so a little bit more you know when you start keeping them off speed and stuff you can see there that there's yeah i mean i'm never but anyways yeah lots to it but yeah i'm sure so now leading into this year you've got this coming up so now obviously we're talking you know we're not really going to talk too much about your role with the Giants or anything like that. We don't know what that is, I'm, I'm, and maybe you do, but let's not let's not go into that. Your let's just talk about what your, you know, you kind of touched on it, but obviously, what are you thinking coming into this year? What's going through your head? What what do we want to see when Mick Gain Mick Gain says right twenty twenty slash twenty one? This is what I'm going to be. Well, yeah. don't, don't tip it, but you know what I'm getting at, right? What's um, going through your I head? Mean, what are we aiming for? I think I just, it's just keeping hitters more off balance and just, um, you know, my pitch my pitch percentages um, just have to change a bit um, in terms of, like, the percentage that I use each pitch. Um, and so there are certain pitches right. in my, like, repertoire um, that, you know, will increase – this year in percentage um and then there are some that will like decline basically um and so i mean obviously it's all well and good to say that um and you know it's it's never perfect you know you can say all this stuff but it's a different if you you have to do it you know what i mean so um yeah, it's just it's just trying to like execute my game plan um, and focus kind of more on myself than um, worrying about external factors. Um, and you know, and even in my last club ball outings, I was just like when I was younger um, and like really on my game, like I didn't even look at the hitters. I just looked at the glove, and that was it. Um, and then like my, I'd say like my first year in the ABL, I was like, oh god, like who's hitting? Like what's going on here, um, and so yeah, it's just yeah, it's just it's it's funny. It's funny. I'm just looking at the game logs from 1920, and I know, and you you totally kind of right. Hey, like there's it, it's such a sprinkling, and and you know we don't have to go into this. If you don't want to. We can cut all this out. But you know your first game, Adelaide opponent Brisbane, 
Um, ERA for this game at the moment. It's first game, zero, obviously. He started four innings pitched, um, no hits, no mm. earned runs, three walks, three strikeouts, one hit by pitch, game one. And it's like, okay, cool. Next game, four innings pitched, a couple of earned runs, set, yeah. quite a few earned runs. I remember watching that game in Sydney. Um, the, uh, just gave up seven earned runs there. Next game against Geelong, gave a couple up. Then it's like a couple innings here. And it's just like no hits. Next two outings, no hits. So yeah, you're right. Like the, it's just this little little sprinkling of just like it was. It was a bit of an up and down season, but you know, like you said, that's what we work on. Like this year, hey, we're going to be more consistent with this. We're going to try and 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 go back to work out what's working yeah, for you. And I think and that's that's the main thing. That. And you know, we had our first practice last Saturday. Um, and, you know, there's good turnout and, um, you know, a couple of off-season additions. Um, we'll hopefully, you know, with Todd Van Stensel and Luke Wilkins um, coming across from Sydney, um, you know, a couple of experienced arms that should help us um, in the long run. Yeah. I think we've done a pretty good job of giving a background. Of yeah, you, we, don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need to talk about me anymore. We, um, yeah, that's it. That's a wrap. Well, that's it. That's. I think we've. I think we've. We're up to date. I want to do. I do want to do this one cool thing, and we're going to play word association. I think it's fun. I was just thinking about it. So for the listeners, no. I haven't clued Mick up on any of this. Actually, I've literally only just been thinking about this while we've been sitting here for the last hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half, which is a bit longer than we thought, but I think it's important that we went over all of the stuff that we did. Um, there's still so yeah. much, I think, that we could talk about, but another day. But let's play some word, word association. Um, basically, I'm going to give you a, like a word or a couple of words, okay. and I want you yeah. to give me the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? I'll try. And like, I'll see how quick, like it's snappy, bro. Like this is, this is the game... I think what we're going to do is we're going to play this game with people when we, so we are going to have guests on the podcast. We are going to get people in. And I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to loosen them up with this little icebreaker. So this is at the end of the podcast, but. Hey, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if the people like it. It's edition. the people's podcast. What do you think? It's the players podcast. It's the players podcast, bro. It's the people who podcast. That's the name. That's it. Yeah, guys. Subscribe. We've got to tell them to All subscribe right. too. Let's we're do this. Subscribe. Like and yep. subscribe, hit it up. All right, you ready? I'm yep. just going to go through some names, okay? Just anything. Yep. First thing that comes to mind. Hometown. You ready? Lismore. Hometown. Cool. Wank. Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. I thought that. I thought that. Uh, My team. Giants. Perth? Uh, uh, heat. Oh, come on. You've got to have something better for Perth. Perth Heat. No, I don't like a sentence. I mean, sentence. I mean, I mean, anything. Well, I think, oh, actually, Perth, like, like Canelli. Short and sharp. Tim Canelli. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mad props. Oh, Mad well, props. we just talked about him, uh, Manny. Blue Sox. Now, yeah. Manny. Manny B. Legend. Manny. Manny. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised you didn't think of my dog. Um, 
Oh, what else? What else? What else? What's a, what's another good Give one? You Give you one. one. For you. You got one? Give you one. Yeah, um, give me one. I'm trying to think of a good one. Oh, um, Melbourne, I guess. I don't know. I guess. We, we, yeah, true. Coffee? <laughs> All right. No, we, I we think... If, see, you've got to tell me what it's about, yeah. like, ABL. Like, I don't know. It's just like... Just anything, man. Just anything. But it's obviously going to be ABL-focused. Yeah. It's going to be ABL-focused. So, all right. So, we've done that. Nothing Canberra. to do. Canberra Cavalry. No, like, there's nothing to do in Canberra. You've got nothing? Oh. Oh, I've got some friends that will disagree. But that's it. All right. Well, there you go. Cool. So, that is that is. The uh, first I think, I think we need to... Mick. What do you um, reckon? Yeah, still... Be a bit shorter. I don't think people are going to want to listen to us for an hour and 40 minutes. Well, look, mate, you just relax, okay? Because you were the one fat with all the bloody stories, okay? But this is it. That's it. That's it. We're, well, we're just going to wait and see, man. Who knows? Who knows? People might want sure. a nice long podcast. They but might want a short one. We, we should, are going to work we it should, out. We're we should mention out. that. You're going to hit us up. You know, the way we're, that we want this to be is for people to um, kind of be able to relate and get to know um, other ABL players. So that that's that's the plan is to have guests on the podcast that play in the ABL. So yeah. Well, that's it. And I, and I, and if you you know, I know you're a pitcher. Oh, well, and I speak know for yourself. Aren't uh, smartest, you know, guys speak around. Yourself. Guys around. But at the top of at the top of the podcast, ninety something minutes ago, I did say. That this that is that, that that's the plan for this, I think. And I think it's cool. Like it okay. is to, to shine a light on the players and the players' stories and hear what they've gone through to get to where they are and where they want to go to. Um, you know, and, and really just raise the profile of the players and the ABL as best we can. If no one listens to it, well, we didn't do that well. But if one person's listened to it, it isn't us, True. it isn't our family. But, oh, well, should we, should we do uh, some breaking so news with the, awesome. um, yeah. you know, Geelong and New Zealand done? Well, yeah, Geelong and New Zealand. I mean, it's kind yeah, of... I don't know. I don't know. I don't really. Um, if you go yeah. read the article on the ABL... Um, you know, I don't think it was expected um, from um, some of the quotes and that were used in the in the article. So I think that was a bit. Um, I think it was a bit blindsided. But anyway, well, that's for another another time. Oh, but there you go. That scoop. That check it out on the ABL website. Yeah. I guess. It's, it's, I saw, uh, Reedy, Mark Reedy, Brisbane Bandits boss, CEO guy, um, his media release, uh, and he was basically like, look, it's, you know, I'm paraphrasing, so please don't sue me. Um, but yeah, like he was basically saying, you know, this is, it's international sport sort of thing being New Zealand, Australia, like. Um, oh, look, I'm going to pull it up now. I've got to do that because I've got to do him justice. Um, his quote was kind of well put. It kind of makes you go, well, yeah, that's pretty fair. So the what he said, uh, here it is, pulling it from Instagram right now. 
Um, Brisbane Bandits principal owner Mark Reedy confirmed that all systems are go for Brisbane Bandits in the 2021 season. Uh, it's unfortunate, is his quote, it, it's unfortunate the Kiwis and Koreans have chosen to sit out this season, but understandable with COVID restrictions, still not uniform around the nation. Hard for an international business model. Uh, but let me be very clear, the Bandits are 100% committed to delivering ABL baseball to Brisbane fans and the rest of the Australian team's are ready to rock and roll. So that hard, hard for an international business model, which is fair. Like I, that's what I'm saying when I go, look, when you put it like that, it's an, it is an international business model. You know, you can't be doing, you can't be crossing yeah. borders like I, that at this point. At this I get time. that, I mean, but you know, and then you read tougher. the article and I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm just going purely based off the full statement on the ABL website by David Penrose here. And it says that, um, where is it? Here we go. Auckland agreed to the international conference model in August and no significant circumstances have changed to create their withdrawal. If anything, there was improvement in their position to play this season with New Zealand government support. So, so they've withdrawn, or the ABL? No, no, no. They have. They, they. No, because the wording it, is that they've it, said no. the Tuatara have said no, not the ABL. And so, and then it says, yeah, you know, yeah, the decision I mean. by yeah. Auckland okay. is extremely disappointing on a number of other fronts. They had no reason to withdraw at this time, as the position of their conference was a cost-reduced hub model of which the principles to this model have not changed. It's tough. It is tough. Like I look at this and I, and now this is probably one of those areas at the end of the podcast, we're getting into the real juicy shit, but this is one of those areas that you probably can't say too much, but I'm going to say this. It is tough for, it would be tough for them considering the fact that, you know, they've done a fair bit there to try and grow the game and, you know, then to say, yeah, okay, so you've got this thing where Kiwis love sport just as much as we do. And they want to try it. Last year, they were trying to get people out. They had the nice stadium there, they, all that kind of stuff. And now they're basically, from what I imagine, said to them, oh, yeah, you won't be having home games. Um, Is that right? Like, well, they're basically yeah, originally, over here. So it's kind of... you. Kind of got to be like, well, I'd, Kiwi's got to be like, well. Yeah, I mean, this oh, is man. the last thing I'll there, say on it because I obviously don't want to get into it too much. I'm just reading the article um, here. And, mm. um, you know, one of the big things that it says in here is the decision has cost the international conference a valuable broadcast partnership with Sky, Port, Sky Sports and a key accommodation partner. But then it says the reason for this withdrawal. Now, this is in the article. Now, I don't know what's going on here. It says the reason for this withdrawal is best summed up as being due to mismanagement by Auckland. That's in the article. Whoa, that's a bit rough. So that's rough. I might just screenshot that just in case, you know, someone comes at me but yeah probably i don't think i don't think anyone's gonna hear our our thing but i i'm with you i'm Mm. with you that's um yeah wow there you go 
Well, that's um, that's it. That's that was our first ever podcast. Who did the players podcast? We yeah, had we a bit. Of, I mean, that last had some that take. last two two to three minutes really like got me going. So, oof, yeah, oof. I know you're. Yeah, we need to start with. Yeah, that. maybe maybe we need to do that at the start. But, but it's yeah. a bit hard. New podcast, you know, you don't want to just jump yeah. straight to it. But it's. I like it. I think all the people listening to this now have just got themselves at the hundred minute yeah. mark for us no, recording, which we're probably going to cut a little bit out. Sorry, uh, edit point. But yeah, they're going to get a nice little nugget at the end there and go, "Damn, I'm glad I listened to this whole thing." Look, we're going to have to wrap it up, man. I think it's good. I think we've done a really good job. It was awesome talking to you. Um, you and I. I've got some names. I've got some names. I haven't we've haven't confirmed good. it with them. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, 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 let's no, not, no, no. But there's away. some, let's there's some very, there's some very um, good names and some cool stories that I think people will be excited about. So there it is. Wow, there you go. That's it. That's cool. That's the hot That's take. Podcast number one. Podcast number one. Number one, the, number one, the pilot, the first episode co-host. of Michael Gain was our guest and s- continuing and going to be co-host. Um, what's your, what, what, what are your social? Mm, yeah, I, it, your, just Instagram. Instagram. Hit him up. Yep. Just Instagram. Give him a plug. Just, just Michael Gain. Yep. What is it? Yeah. At, yep. at Michael Gain. Wow. That's so, so simple. Wow. So effective. I think we're going to have to get a little yeah, uh, some think... socials cracking for the players podcast. So uh, by the time this drops, it'll all be there. Um, but we will probably have the link to everything in the podcast notes. My name's Jeremy Sexton. Uh, you can find me at J-A-J-E-5-5 on Instagram. <laughs> and I won't give you my Snapchat because that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, cool. Uh, this has been great. This is the players podcast. I think we need a little go home music. Yeah, I, can, uh, I think we need right a bit now. of a theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's just have like even just like a closer, like ducks on three. What does that mean? Ducks on three. No, nah, yeah, ducks. Cut it. Thing. Cut nah, it. Doesn't matter. Let's go. Let's wind it up. Been great. Bye. Thanks so much. Cut it right here. See you guys. Bye. Nice. I, yeah, that definitely definitely. There you go. That's the first episode of uh, the Players Podcast Australia. Done. Done and dusted. We hope you enjoyed the show. We ran a little bit longer than we expected, but at the end of the day, it's all about getting to know us. Uh, We've got some pretty exciting guests coming up, so if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button, download the episodes, follow us on all the socials. You'll see that in the show notes. Uh, Stay in touch with us, man. We're going to be talking to you guys again real soon. More things coming down the pipeline. Get pumped. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.